It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think, it's four to one youth. In America, wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams, subbing today for Sandy Rios. Good to be back with you again on this bright and chilly American morning, depending on where you are. I am not maskless. Please forgive me. Please don't tell me to put my mask on. You guys might remember I sub for Sandy every here and there, and I'm the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, the nation's only nonprofit law firm dedicated totally to election integrity. I'm also a commissioner appointed by President Trump to the United States Commission on Civil Rights, but I'm not supposed to say that very prominently, so please don't consider that a prominent bit of information. And you can follow me at Election Law CTR on Twitter. That's Election Law CTR on Twitter. I want to hear from you today. We're going to be taking a lot of your calls on American Family Radio at 1-888-589-8840. 1-888-589-8840. And one of the things we're talking about today are issues related to free speech, your ability to talk and say what you believe. You know, the Beijing Winter Olympics are taking place. And we've seen little tidbits here and there of what it looks like when you don't have free speech. We've seen reporters kind of getting tackled off camera, right, by Chinese government agents. So you can't talk about that. Not now. It doesn't look good. We've seen all sorts of little propaganda-y things taking place. But it struck me that you wonder why the big tech companies who are developing all these tools to crack down on the free flow of information, Google, Facebook, Twitter, and so forth, it's almost like they had a client who asked them to do all this. And lo and behold, that is true, that for them to get into China, where the Olympics are taking place, they had to develop this whole suite of functionality that could throttle and limit and hide ideas. They had to do this to get into that market. Oh, and by the way, let's just do it in America to a lesser degree, shall we? Let's just do like the California Secretary of State did during the 2020 election, and report offenders to Facebook. The government was monitoring speech, not only in California, but also in South Carolina. Yes, that's true. Representative Ralph Norman has found information. He's a member of Congress from the upstate, or I should say the PD area of South Carolina, and has found out that the South Carolina Election Commission was reporting behavior to Facebook and Twitter that the government didn't like, so it could shut down speech. It's everywhere, folks, and that's what we're talking about today at one 589 And I want you to all to think back to what America was like just 20 or 30 years ago. 
I do that when I host for Sandy. I'm sorry. Can't help it because it's all around us, isn't it? You can't speak anymore. And it's not just whack job conservatives like me, Christian Adams, in for Sandy Rios this morning who think that. Here's a headline. Former ACLU, that's American Civil Liberties Union, big favorite group of listeners on this show. Former ACLU leader Ira Glasser slams organization's progressive new agenda. The former head of the ACLU has ripped the group for no longer defending free speech, claiming that they only take cases defending someone's speech if the speech doesn't offend or threaten other liberal progressive groups. In other words, the group that once defended the Nazis to allow them to march in Skokie, Illinois, like 60 years ago, on the, on the basis of the value of the First Amendment, oh, no, no, not anymore. We need to agree with you before you can speak. We need to share our same political and ideological agenda before we will use the First Amendment to defend you. Of course, the ACLU has become a top-notch hypocrite organization anyhow. Last week, my organization, the Public Interest Legal Foundation, sued the city of New York for allowing aliens to vote passing a law that lets non-citizens, foreigners, vote in New York City elections. And the reason we did that is because they violate the 15th Amendment, which says you can't pass an election law with a racial motivation. Oh, what racial motivation might that be, you ask? Well, when the New York City foreigner voting bill passed, the sponsors spoke exclusively in terms of skin color. Help brown people vote. These are quotes. We're sick of white faces, white, brown. It was all about race, and you're not allowed to do that in the United States. So where is the NAACP? Where is the ACLU uh, attacking New York's racially motivated voting law? Well, we all know. (laughs) They, They only bring cases that fit their ideological goal. So back to free speech. The ACLU once defended free speech, no longer does. Okay, we get that. But it's everywhere, isn't it? You can't say what you think. You can't say that you think it's a dumb idea to wear a mask walking down the street by yourself without getting criticized, deplatformed, attacked. My favorite on Twitter now is is I'll write an article maybe at the Federalist, maybe at PJ Media, maybe at the Washington Examiner like I did this week. And I'll want to retweet it. And I'll go to Twitter and I'll post it and I'll hit the retweet button from someone posting it. And Twitter will say, oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait, whoa. Before you retweet that, don't you want to read the article first? Have you guys seen this on Twitter? So it's an article that I wrote. But I'm not allowed to retweet it without a scolding from Twitter. Now, I would guess that does not happen if it's an article from the Huffington Post or The Nation or The Atlantic or all of the favored, oh-so-smart publications that the left loves to read. If Jane Meyer at The New Yorker had an article and I wanted to retweet it, I probably won't get scolded by Twitter. See, they now know how to impair the free flow of ideas on the margins. 
on the margins. They make it harder for you to share your viewpoints. Oh, and this is, goes way, way beyond just Twitter. This is infuse the culture. What you can say, ask Joe Rogan, is restrained by what the governing orthodoxy, the conventional wisdom, the accepted thought of the left-wing intelligentsia is. Now, if you were to say, oh, wait, get ready, right-wing watch, here comes your moment when Christian Adams hosts for Sandy Rios. If you were to say, men are men and girls are girls, right? That's offensive. You can't do that. You can't use terms like the peanut gallery. Oh, go look that one up. The peanut gallery is now offensive. You can't have a baseball team named the Indians. Now, if you were to travel back in time and tell somebody from 1975 that this was coming, they, of course, will laugh at you. They, of course, will say, this is America. This is America. We believe in the value of the free flow of ideas. We don't tell someone to shut up because we disagree with them. This is America. They do that in China. But in America, we believe in free speech. This was taught to me in law school. Yes, I'm a lawyer. Forgive me. And when we were in law school 30 years ago, free speech was something everybody accepted. But now even the obvious is offensive. You guys remember a show back in the 70s? Very popular, number one show in the country. Even listening to the opening theme of the show. Can we play it? Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. And you knew where you were then. Girls were girls and men were men. Mr. We could use a man like Raymond Hoover again. Didn't need no welfare states. Everybody pulled his weight. G.R. Old LaSalle ran great. Those were the Now, most of you listening will recognize that as the opening of theme so to the number one CBS year after year comedy all in the family. It started about 1971 and was on the air mostly through the 70s. And that every single show opened with a version of that song that Carol O'Connor and, and, and Maureen uh, uh, Stapleton sang live in front of a studio audience. So every day was different, but the lyrics were always the same. And let's listen to those lyrics. This is stuff that everybody back in the 70s wouldn't even begin to find offensive. It's like finding Christmas offensive. Guys were guys. Oh, you can't say that. Those were the days. Oh, no, you can't say that either. Because that, that says that the old days were better than these new woke days. We can't have any nostalgia for things from the past, right? Tear down those statues. Guys were, go oh, here comes the most offensive one. Guys were guys and girls were girls. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a hot one, isn't it? Can't say that. Didn't need no welfare state. Well, how offensive is that? 
I mean, holy smokes, you don't need a welfare state? How dare you? What are we going to do with all these people who, who don't know how to uh, function in society? Everybody pulled his weight. Ooh, white privilege. Can't say that. See, folks, I, I bring this up to give you a sense of how much things have changed. And they have not changed for the better, right? We're allowed to be nostalgic. Nostalgia is good in many cases, not all. But looking back at what made your culture great, looking back at the things that built a civilization, like pulling your weight, looking back at the things that made America the freest, the mightiest, the proudest, the strongest, those are good exercises. They're not offensive. And the speech police are coming after you if you did it. Oh, and of course, parents know this firsthand. How dare you? How dare you complain if your child is being told in school that guys are guys and guys can sometimes be girls? How dare you complain if your child in school says that everyone should pull their weight? How dare you complain if your child believes that good things were in America's past? This is where we are in 2022, and it's not trivial anymore. It's affecting your lives and the people you know. It's not something you read about in the newspapers. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios at 1-888-589-8840. Love to hear from you on this. We're going to be back talking about how this matters in many ways you might not even suspect. Like, are the police monitoring you? Are they keeping records of your opinions? Oh, no, it's not fanciful. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's really happening, and I've got the details coming up after this. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios. Want to hear from you at 1-888-589-8840 on American Family Radio. Raising Godly Boys with Mark Hancock. Kids live in a digital world. Reliable research tells us that kids aged 8 to 12 spend an average of 4 to 8 hours a day staring at phones, tablets, TVs, and other devices. The question is, what are they watching all those hours? Sure, some of them may be harmless, but much of what kids see online is sensual, crude, and violent. Boys are especially influenced by what they see. As a parent, teach your son to turn his eyes upon Jesus. Doing this will help him guard his heart and mind. As an extra measure, investigate the numerous online tools that can keep your son's electronic devices safe. Parenting isn't easy. Fortunately, there's help. Learn more at Trail Life USA and RaisingGodlyBoys.com. Download free resources to help you at RaisingGodlyBoys.com. RaisingGodlyBoys.com. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. 
Today we pray for Rachel Taylor, Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for Policy, Management, and Budget at the U.S. Department of the Interior. Her office oversees management and conservation of federal lands. Genesis 1-1 reminds us that the earth is God's creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Rachel Taylor in her role at the Department of the Interior. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 Prayer Guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. President Biden's Build Back Better plan was a bust, but the White House is hoping his newest initiative will be a huge hit. The president wants Americans to smoke crack better. The administration spending $30 million to fund a crack pipe distribution program. It's part of a plan to advance racial equity by offering taxpayer-funded smoking kits to vulnerable communities. I wish I was kidding here, folks, but I'm not blowing smoke. The Department of Health and Human Services will oversee the program. A spokesperson for the agency telling the Washington Free Beacon the kits will provide methods to smoke crack cocaine, crystal meth, and other illicit substances. Democrat-run cities like San Francisco and Seattle have been providing free needles and crack pipes for decades, leading to a massive uptick in drug usage. By the way, there's no word that the president's son had any hand in the new initiative. I'm Todd Starnes. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning. I'm Jay Christian Adams, subbing for Sandy Rios again today. So glad you're listening. So happy you are here today on this uh, February so happy to be hosting for Sandy here and there now and then. I love getting your calls, 1-888-589-8840. You can follow me on Twitter at ElectionLawCTR, that's Election Law Center. Considering all of my uh, election experience, we're going to talk about that tomorrow when I'm hosting again for Sandy. But today we're talking about free speech. And 30 years ago, free speech was a valued institution in America, one of the many valued institutions that the the muscular left has deconstructed and devalued and deplatformed. And you could see it going on all around you at school board meetings when you get whisked away by the police for expressing your opinion about the insanity being taught in schools. What might that insanity be? It's things like boys or girls if they want to be. That's insanity, folks. Let's just call it what it is without any fear. It's insanity. You can see this around the world, the convoys, the freedom convoys in in Canada, where the people who make the world move, like truckers who deliver you your bananas and your meat, 
and all the other great things that you enjoy in your house, they're saying enough is enough regarding mask mandates. And they're doing it by organizing and acting and speaking. Well, for that, the premier of Canada, Trudeau Jr., goes into hiding because he's afraid, right? You're seeing it all over the world in reaction to the mask mandates. But I'm going to tell you guys something about free speech that is chilling. The federal government, of course, is, is hardly on the side of free speech these days, but it's even worse. They're intruding into your lives in ways you don't know. Let me tell you how this is. All of you probably have a phone, and all of you are probably getting updated software for those phone programs. Sometimes it's forced upon you by your phone company, like the horrible Samsung and Verizon that wants to update your phone settings seemingly every couple of weeks. That's why I like Blackberries. You can't get those anymore, can you? But I prefer them. Well, every time you update an app, you waive rights. You just don't read about it. You don't read it because you want to get past it. So you click, I accept. One of the things that's happening in that process is you are waiving the rights to your information being sold, gathered, accumulated, and distributed. And what I'm about to tell you is chilling but true. The federal government, namely the FBI, is contracting with third parties the third parties are buying the data from the app companies who are willingly selling it. They want to monetize it, remember? Third parties are buying the data and then selling it to the government, to the FBI. So the FBI can never get this with a search warrant because remember, Fourth Amendment, basic Fourth Amendment law, a warrant shall issue if there's probable cause that a crime has been committed. Well, you can't get a warrant for all of you listening to the show to get your cell phone data. But all of you with cell phones are producing data about where you live, who you speak to, what you do, where you go, if you leave your location services on. And that data is being collected by the apps and sold to third parties and then sold to the FBI. That is happening. It is a fact. It is not a conspiracy theory. Absorb that. Your cell phone activity is being sold to the FBI. It is being stored in databases just sitting on the shelf inside the federal government. Totally legal, by the way. It's because you waived your rights on that stupid phone you have that you're attached to that devours your time and when you got a fancy new chess game or exercise application, which is probably the worst, they collected your data, they sold it to the FBI. Totally legal. You can go on the federal contracting website and look up some of the vendors who are selling data to the FBI. Now, a whole bunch of left-wing nutjobs listening to the show are going to say I'm a conspiracy theory. Dare it. Dare me. You Remember the old days when this would have triggered the left? Remember the old days when, you know, we saw a whole Batman movie about this, didn't we? Where 
where, uh, you know, this uh, Morgan Freeman, oh my gosh, you can't do this. You can't collect everybody's phone data. How horrible that George Bush would want to do that. Okay, it's not George Bush anymore. And so the left loves it because they can monitor conservatives and oath keepers, right? Just to recap, the FBI is buying third-party data from your phone that you have waived when you get that gaming app or Candy Crush. All of those apps are collecting data on you, particularly if it's your heartbeat and steps, and they're selling it to the FBI. Free speech. Want to hear from you, 1-88-589-8840. John, you're in Virginia. What do you have to say this morning? Oh, hi, thanks. Um, just have a few seconds. Um, I just wanted to go back to the All in the Family um, opening, uh, at the risk of lightening the show too much. That right. show um, was not um, popular because it was uh, prizing uh, conservative values. Your younger listeners might not know that because they, they wouldn't have watched the show. They they made fun of Carol O'Connor every, every show. They just excoriated him with humor, um, made him look like a real jerk. And right, it's sort of like Homer Simpson value. and all the other dads that they make yeah, fun of. That, that's right. Yeah, just wanted to make right. sure. You, I, I know you knew that, but I wasn't sure if your younger listeners knew that. <laughs> Well, an interesting thing happened with All in the Family. Of course, it was produced by the radical far-left producer whose name escapes me. It's not Norman Lear, but it might be. Uh, and he expected America to join in on the gag and, and side with Meathead and, uh, and attack uh, and, and hate Carol O'Connor's Archie Bunker character. But the exact opposite, of course, happened, right? Most of America related to somebody who loved the country and, and all those things. So it kind of backfired in a way. Uh, and, and by the way, young folks, if you haven't seen All in the Family, please go watch it because it is a, 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 a serious uh, um, example of how America viewed free speech in the sense of we can talk about hard ideas without, uh, without shutting them down. And the stuff that Norman Lear, I think it was Norman Lear, talked about on that show, look, I don't agree with his politics. But there's some pretty powerful moments where the draft dodger comes to Christmas dinner. Who, who can forget that if you've seen it? So the point is that I'm, I'm trying to make is that not long ago, free speech was really popular in this country. And something has changed. And when you see polling data from the youngest people in this country, it will scare you to your core. Because, you know, they just are not real big fans of free speech. They're kind of into shutting you up. And we know where this leads, don't we? We've read our history. We know what the word gulag means. We know what it means because we've seen what goes on around the world when free speech is not valued. It's primitive. It's barbaric. It's clannish. It's tribal. Can I say that? I hope. But bad things happen. John, you're in Tennessee. Good morning. You're on with Christian Adams, subbing for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. Good morning. What do you have to say, John? Well, I 
I've been listening to you, and uh, I've, I've been paranoid ever since probably back in the 60s because I watched a show one time, and I can't remember whether it was a Twilight Zone or what. what uh, <laughs> I can't wait that, to hear this. It, pardon? I can't wait to hear this story. Anyway, what what the what the basic consisted of was people were in apartments, like a, a one one or two bedroom or one bedroom apartment. They were sitting on their couch, and they were talking back and forth, kind of whispering as to what they thought they could do about slipping away. And all of a sudden, this giant TV that they, back in that time. TVs were pretty small, and this this thing took up a whole wall. That kind of amazed me in itself. The TV comes on by itself, and Big Brother says, we know what you're thinking about, and you better snuff it out because you just stay where you're at. We'll let you know when you can move or go see anybody. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that could happen. Well, that could happen. How, how about how about when you're talking to somebody in the car? Uh, let's just say about you know like lawnmowers or something. You know, we got to get a lawnmower, and the next thing you know, your phone is giving you ads for lawnmowers. Now, Google will tell you that this is a great service for you. We're helping you. No, you're not. You're spying on us. It's not a service. Google thinks they're helping your life. By monitoring your life. That's upside down world. We put value on privacy in this country. Oh, and how, how about how about all the libertarians, right? Well, they are a private organization and, you know, they're doing a good thing. Yeah, wake up. Private organizations can be complicit with totalitarians. We've seen that happen in the last 120 years. Carrie Pickett, the Washington Times, today. The Inspector General for the U.S. Capitol Police has opened up an investigation into accusations one of its officers surreptitiously entered Representative Roy Nell's office and took photographs. Capitol Police, under the command of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. This is what happens when the police become political. And look, the Capitol Police generally do a great job. They protect the Capitol. Lot, some of them have lost their lives, like these idiots who shoot them at the, uh, at the security station over the years. It's happened. But when, they, when police become an arm of politicians, this is what happens. Listen to this. Mr. Nels said the Capitol Police, this is Congressman Nels, the Capitol Police officers photographed confidential material about legislation that would have ensured body armor quality for law enforcement officers. The whiteboard in his office also included a map of the Rayburn House office building that a staffer drew to direct an intern to an ice machine. Mr. Nell said the photograph, which included the words body armor and the map, was passed up to the Capitol Police Intelligence Analysts, resulting in a report citing, quote, suspicious writings. This is Kerry Pickett at the Washington Times. The political Capitol Police. Oh, when I go to the Capitol, which I do, to meet with congressmen, which I do, I now have to fill out a form and give to the Capitol Police 
as to who I am meeting with. So the Capitol Police are able to monitor that right-wing nutjob, J. Christian Adams, member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights, the Presidential Advisory Commission on Election Integrity, President of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, I am meeting with Representative, shall we just say, Gomert of Texas. Right? And so they get a report. Christian Adams meeting with Gomert. The Capitol Police. See? It's sort of like Venezuela or Uganda. This is what goes on in third world countries, right? The police monitor all the political activity afoot. I mean, folks, this is nuts. This is nuts. Free speech is an unalienable right of a human being. It is part of our God-given rights. Free association, the power and the right to meet with a member of Congress, is a God-given right. It shouldn't be monitored by a police agency under the command of Nancy Pelosi. Oh, and it's everywhere. If you say the wrong thing and you work for a Fortune 500 company, you're, you're, you're toast. Remember 20 or 30 years ago, the left would complain about big corporations? Ooh, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce representing evil corporations. Well, what they've done is turn those corporations into agents of the left. And you don't hear a whole lot of complaining anymore, do you, about big corporations? Because now Google and Facebook and Twitter, they're agents of the left. And so they get defended by the left. Sherry, you're in Texas. Good morning. You're on with Christian Adams on American Family Radio. Good morning, Christian. Um, I jumped in the program when you were talking about the song uh, All in the Family, and I heard, you know, everybody pulled his weight and yada, yada. Um, so I called in to say that I'm a business owner. We haven't hired anyone in about three years. We were kind of overstaffed when COVID happened. So anyway, one of our and, employees left. Uh, and Sherry, I'm going to have to ask you to hold on through the break. No Hold that thought and don't go away. You're on with Jay Christian Adams subbing for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio, taking your calls at 1-888-589-8840. We will be back right after this with more of your calls. And you, Sherry. Trump derangement syndrome was a virus that spread like covid And CNN decided, you know what? We're not going to do news coverage anymore. We're going to go full board against Trump. You're driving your business in the ground. Yeah. That's why I think they should take this opportunity and go back to doing news instead of doing progressive propaganda. Today's issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. 
My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Will Thomas competed on the men's swim team at the University of Pennsylvania in relative obscurity for three years. He then declared himself to be a transgender woman, started competing on the women's swim team, and began demolishing long-held women's swimming records. Now, several of Thomas's female swim teammates have expressed discomfort with having this man, who's told them that he's attracted to women, exposing his obviously male genitalia when he changes and showers with them in their locker room. Regressivism is willing to destroy women in favor of trans insanity. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This is Frank Affney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Eileen Gu is the human TikTok, like the addictive video sharing app used by the Chinese Communist Party to seduce and mine worldwide billions of people's data. The beautiful American skier, who has won a gold medal for China during Winter Olympics underway in Beijing, personifies the CCP's efforts to induce submission to its inexorable global rise. Ms. Gu is not alone in playing, in her case, literally, for the other team. Author Peter Schweitzer, the Victims of Communism Foundation, Consumers Research, the Coalition for a Prosperous America, and the Committee on the Present Danger, China, are among those naming the names of U.S. corporate, financial, political, and other elites captured by Communist China to our extreme detriment. Those helping obscure the threat we face from the CCP and otherwise enabling it should be condemned, not applauded for doing so, let alone rewarded. This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, America. Jay Christian Adams subbing for Sandy Rios today. We're talking about free speech and how it used to be popular. Everyone accepted it, learned about it in law school, but it isn't so popular anymore. And how the government is collecting information on you, monitoring your ideas, turning it over to the FBI through third parties, through the apps on your phone. And we we're talking to Sherry in Texas. Sherry, go, keep, go ahead with what you were saying before the break. Yeah, so we're having to hire uh, someone for, um, to fill a position that another person left to go on to do something totally different. So I've hired a, um, an employment agency. And I, I met with them last week. I told them, yeah, the position would be this much to start. And then as we train them and they learn how to do what we're, you know, want them to do, 
which is, it's, it's not, uh, you know, this isn't a professional position. Anyway, it, it's just, we created it and, and we have a product that, that okay. we're putting out there in the market, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, she told me, well, no, you know, I said, we'll start at this. And as we train them, then right. eventually we'll go to this. She says, no, that, that's, that's not how it works any, anymore. So she knew this was different than what it used to be. But what do you mean? Now you have to start them at the, at the rate that it will eventually cut. I said, well, what about training? And I have to pull my people off of their job to train this new person. And then it okay. closes everything down. That's what, she said, well, I'm sorry. That's not how it goes anymore. Anyway, it was a little bit shocking but after I thought about it for a few seconds. I'm, oh, yeah, well, that's the way the world is going. Yeah, that, well, that's the way the world is going, for sure. One of the ways the world is going is things you do every day, places you go, people you talk to, conversations you have, are being stored on your phone. And as I said in the last segment, companies that have apps on your phone are selling your data to third parties who are then selling it to the FBI. Now, you might not have read about this in the newspaper yet, but you will. You will, because it's happening. So the decisions you're making on your phone to monitor your heartbeat, your steps, your business contacts, it's going to the FBI. Now, they couldn't normally get that information because they can't get a warrant. To get a warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime was committed. But there's no crime for you going on a walk with a dog, you see, there's no crime. We're taking your calls at one 589 Deborah, you're in Florida. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you. We have a lot of your um, books and your um, pamphlets and stuff, and it's been great to, um, to review that. But I want to comment you. on two things. First, I want to comment on what happened 40 years ago, and there was no outcry at that time. Now, I don't know if you recall of the air traffic controller strike. Most of that was actually for health problems and other um, reasons. However, when President Reagan said, if you didn't report to work, you're going to be fired. Well, they were fired. However, even after they were fired, there were at least 70-some controllers that were rounded up by the U.S. Marshals and taken away and put in prison. And actually, one of the ones that was taken away, someone asked me a couple of years ago, they said, why was this individual uh, locked up? Because he wasn't even a union official at that time. I said because he was a witness in my case in federal court would end up being a landmark decision case of Katz versus Dole. Well, that's fascinating. It was 1981, of course, uh, when the air traffic controllers went on strike. And it just shows you, look, one has to be ever vigilant of their government. And when you read the latest threat assessments from the Department of Homeland Security, which just came out uh, uh, this past week, two days ago. It reads like you're reading a report on Sam Adams and George Washington and Nathaniel Green and uh, Henry Knox and Ethan Allen and Francis Marion. You get the point? It's like, it's like they've got this report on the threat assessments in the domestic uh, space that people who criticize the government are the greatest threat, that they're sowing violence and that they're afraid they're going to attack mosques, right? Oh, wait, that just happened, didn't it? Who was it that attacked the mosque? 
oh, we really haven't heard much about that person, have we? Where did he come from? Where did he get support? I think I heard the British were involved in arresting co-conspirators. What? He came from outside the United States? You see, that's the world we live in now, where inconvenient information is disappeared. And fake information is spun up to attack people like you. Oh, DHS, roll tape. Adams is on. Stephen, Arkansas, you're on American Family Radio. What do you have to say this morning? Yeah, good, mor- good morning, Jay. I was, uh, I- I'll prelude the thing with the rhetorical question. Do people know the difference between playing cards and, and, and playing Russian roulette? When I was a kid, they had a, they had a, a game. It was called uh, Authors, okay? And, uh, you know, they had Mark Twain in it. They had uh, 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 Sir Walter Scott in it. They had Shakespeare. And I was at the gym the other day, and the subject of Ivanhoe came up. Okay, and well, then, that doesn't and happen it, very it, it, often. I suspect at gyms. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I've been in for major back surgery, and and the gym is the cheapest way to keep myself on the planet before the Lord calls me home. <laughs> so, so in any event, the subject came up, and uh, and of course, uh, uh, Ivanhoe's it's it's a, it's a love story, but. I, Walter Scott had a biblical view of, of justice, okay, and that's it's a big book. But the, what she raised up the idea, she said, you can't find, or it's very difficult to find anymore, the book Huckleberry Finn, okay? Yeah. So, so doesn't this come up with a piece of evidence? Didn't Adolf Hitler do that in Germany, okay? Yeah, and you mentioned Huckleberry Finn. My gosh, it's way worse than that because, of course, we know why Huckleberry Finn – uh, isn't allowed to be taught anymore because of certain words it has and, you know, it has slaves in it and you can't ever have slaves in anything. But it's worse than that. They're going after Laura Ingalls Wilder. I wrote a piece about this at PJ Media a couple years ago. You aren't allowed to read Laura Ingalls Wilder. The National Library Association, this little nest of kooks, is changing the name of the reward that they used to give for children's literature uh, away from the Laura Ingalls Wilder Award. And if you ever watch Little House on the Prairie on the Hallmark Channel, you'll know exactly why that is, because those books talk about what makes America great. Those books talk about American values. They talk about religion. They talk about industry and thrift and self, self-sufficiency. self uh, All of these things that the, the, the woke mob wants to eradicate, because after all, humans can't be self-sufficient. They need handouts to survive. And so the Laura Ingalls Wilder Award is being changed uh, because of how offensive the books are. And I would, I would urge you all, if you have to give a gift for a baby shower or something like that, if you have a newborn in your family or among your friends, buy them the complete set. Go online, buy them the complete set of the Little House books, give it to the child, keep the dream alive. There's a great thing, a great section of The Long Winter and I just want to mention this, where the beavers or, or some water creature are building their winter huts. And Laura says to Paul, why are they building them so thick this year, Dad? How will they know that it's going to be a bad winter? And Paul says that's how God made them. And he talks about the Declaration of Independence and how, how humans are free to do right or wrong. These are controversial ideas now. We must get rid of Laura Ingalls Wilder. You see, folks, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. 
just like your cell phone. Carol, you're in Michigan. Good morning. You're on Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios. Hi. Um, I have two questions, actually. Um, I wanted to get your information so I can follow you online. And then also you're talking about the phones and how they're getting our information and selling it. Is there any way we can protect ourselves from that? Or are we pretty much out of luck yeah. at this point? First of all, I'm, I'm Jay Christian Adams. You can follow me at Twitter at Election Law CTR. Election Law CTR, also Public Interest Legal Foundation, will have lots of info. About the phones, look, I'm going to be a little flip. Get it, the joke, flip, if you're old enough to remember. One thing you could do with your phone is throw it in the river. Now, I'm not suggesting that, but I'm telling you that's one way to solve the problem. This is why I used to like Blackberries, because Blackberries didn't communicate with wicked corporations the same way that your Samsung and Apple phone do. And what you can also do is turn off every single privacy setting you can. Now, do we trust that that's sufficient? Probably not. But at least don't make it easy for them. Right? Turn off those location services. You don't, you don't need Google to, to help you find where to get pizza. Give them the address where you are when you search. Don't, don't announce ahead of time. Don't let them follow you, right? That's step number one. And look, these apps, you can go ahead and read these disclosures when you do it. Now, it's going to be painful because you're going to be like, oh, do I want to play online chess or do we want to keep my location secret? There's your choice. Your little heartbeat monitor uh, software. I can't even believe there's such a thing exists. Do I want them to monitor my heartbeat and give me fancy graphs or do I want to have my location private? These are the choices you face now in 2022. I, for one, have chosen the private choice because I know what they're doing with the data. They're following you. They're monitoring you. They're listening to you. Listening. 30 years ago, if you said there's going to be a device you're going to carry around that's going to monitor what you say to everybody... Everybody in America would be like, I don't want that device. Oh, but it'll help you find Grubhub, right? You can order Chinese easier if they get to spy on you. Oh, there's an irony, isn't it? See, that's the choice we've made as America. It's like we're living in China. The government gets to spy on you so you can get Chipotle easier. The government and the private sector gets to spy on you so you get better ads on your web pages you read. This is not a healthy place to be. Jeff, you're in Tennessee. Good morning. You're on with American Family Radio. Yeah, good morning. I was kind of it's kind of ironic that uh, I was listening to you this morning with all the data collection. Yesterday, I got a note from my local bank, not a big branch, my local bank that said. The provider of my mobile app um, banking, my mobile banking, is going to now collect and disseminate all my transactional information. I'm yeah, there you go. I mean, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's the disclosure on the app. I write checks, right? I write checks. I've been told by people that folks don't do that anymore. Okay, I do. I write checks. I don't use online banking apps. And like Jeff from Tennessee just said, 
They're telling him they're monitoring and selling the data. One day, we're going to regret this. January 6th committee investigation, DOJ just prosecuted somebody. And during the guilty plea negotiations, for somebody who, by the way, was just filming, he's a cameraman. He was filming the January 6th incidents and he was arrested. As part of the plea agreement, the government was insistent on something that's very peculiar. They wanted to monitor his computer activity. Monitor his computer activity. Really? What would they do? Like, what if he said something really nasty? Would you then file charges of nastiness against him? Would you indict him for unfavorable opinions? Why does the government need to monitor somebody's computer activity? That's where we are in 2022. I'm Jay Christian Adams. Thank you so much for listening this hour. I've been hosting for Sandy Rios today, as I have other times. It's been great to be here. I will be back tomorrow. Once again on American Family Radio, so much to talk about we didn't get to. Sorry we couldn't get to all of your calls. We'll be taking more of them tomorrow right here. Same time, same place. Hope you can join us then. I'm going to talk about elections tomorrow. I'm going to talk about what I've said to you before. Do you worry about elections in odd-numbered years, not in even-numbered years? Thanks so much for joining us. You can follow me at Twitter at ElectionLawCTR. I'm Jay Christian Adams, in for Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. You have the rest of the day. Turn out exactly like you like. Thanks, all. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.